Now here's a question for you. What's huge, tough and grey and has a waggly bit on the end? No, not a whale, but this, the latest from HMD Global, the people who now run the Nokia brand. This is the XR20, spot the X in the camera island, and it's an absolute beast. Yes, like the whale, even in water, up to 1.5 metre for an hour. Essentially, the XR20 is fully military specification durable in every way. The front is Gorilla Glass Victus, the frame is metal, and around most of the phone itself is several millimetres of tough plastic and glue and gaskets. Along with all this come a few, though not too many, compromises. Meaning that the thought does come to mind, why not take a standard no-compromise IP68 smartphone like this Samsung Galaxy S20 FE, or indeed the device and a form factor of your choice, and then just put a really decent TPU case on it? Don't you end up with essentially the same outcome? Well, possibly, though it's certainly cool that this is an all-in-one that you can take anywhere. Few other companies are heading down this line, but it does mean that the aforementioned compromises can't be, well, too severe. Otherwise, yes, it is easier just to put a better case on your current favourite phone. So at £400 or £450, depending on RAM and storage variant, how do the specs line up and is there a catch? Well, there's only two catches that I can think of, but we'll come to those last since I want to impress you a little first. Now, not that I've covered it here, but the XR20 here is not surprisingly based on the slightly less feature-packed but cheaper X20 and with dramatically different exterior. The R here in the name refers to rugged, I presume. So we're talking 5G, of course, mid-2021, Snapdragon 480 chipset here with a 6GB of RAM and 128GB of storage. The cheaper £400 version has 4GB and 64GB, of course, plus microSD. So not exactly grease lightning in operation, but it's, well, it's serviceable, all on Android 11. There's a welcome 3.5mm audio jack, with which we had some issues. I refer you to the PSC podcast. It's not clear whether we found a design fault or just have a faulty unit. And welcome features like fast Qi wireless charging. I wasn't expecting that at this price point. Stereo speakers to his full volume, the classic rock show. <laughs> it's, it's very, very loud very loud, but it's lacking in any real fidelity. It's just a noise. It's perfect for speakerphone calls, mind you. And buttons and gadgets galore. There's a dual LED torch with built-in SOS modes. There's a Google Assistant button here on the left. There's a customizable red button up on the top. I use it for torch and the playing and pausing of media. There's FM radio and a side-mounted capacitive fingerprint scanner that's 100% reliable. All good stuff. The dual camera system is utterly unremarkable, though, and HMD has done nothing special with it. It's okay for snaps out on the hills, I guess, when you're pushing the ruggedization side of things. The night mode is quite impressive in its results, but that might be as much to do with the chipset. Still, it'll do. The two caveats, then, before anyone rushes to hit a buy button. First, the display, which is LCD and not AMOLED, which is a shame. Once you get past £400, one kind of expects rich AMOLED colours. 
But at heart, of course, this is actually a £200 phone with loads of durability tweaks and gadgets, which are kind of paying for. The display is not bad. It's quite enjoyable for the general user interface, but I did miss the, the vibrance of AMOLED when watching Netflix. And I missed the perfect contrast of AMOLED at night with the always-on display here that's built in rather lighting up the room. Outdoors in my test, the LCD can be hard to see in the sun, which sometimes impacts taking photos. Unlike AMOLED panels, an LCD's backlight can't be ramped up to, say, 150% brightness temporarily. For a camera viewfinder, you're kind of stuck with what you've got. The biggest caveat of all, though, is the size. Now, I've been a fan of ruggedized phones for years. Anyone else remember the Motorola Defy from 2010? Or the Nokia 5500 Sport from even further back, 2006? I had both, and I loved them. Because when you're active, cycling, hiking, running, snowboarding, whatever, what you need is something small, light and tough. Well, we've got tough here, but small and light are not adjectives you can apply. The Nokia XR20 is a giant, weighing in at 250 grams, a quarter of a kilogram, and it's the largest phone I've held for years, significantly larger and heavier than even my brick of an iPhone 12 Pro Max shooting this show. Who at HMD Global thought this unwieldy beast was a good idea? Now, in fairness, Nokia does advertise the XR20 as just life-proof, implying home, commuting and work only, pointing out the phone will survive pets, accidents, drops, dunkings in the bath and so on. So maybe they're not after the outdoor adventuring market after all. So HMD, what about a dinky 70% sized 5.8 inch screen XR20 Mini weighing 150 grams? Yes, I'd buy it. Keep the lanyard loop though, it sometimes gets in the way but it also saves the day just as often. Now underlying all of this is a solid software base. Well, in theory, the XR20 runs Android One, part of Google's vision, rarely taken up by manufacturers, whereby security and OS updates are handled by Mountain View, with minimal input needed from, in this case, Nokia. So four years of security updates and three major versions of Android. But HMD has to have some input in the software, not least to fix gaps where its device software joins Android One. Imperfectly, there are several niggling bugs in the XR20 right now. I won't list them, they're quite a long list, and hopefully these will be fixed inside the monthly updates. Hopefully. This is HMD Global, of course, not some industry behemoth with large software resources, so we'll see. Nokia does offer a three-year hardware warranty, which is excellent, plus a free screen repair in the first year, presumably if your pet Alsatian decides to destroy the display in its teeth. In short, I can see some vision, some real vision in the creation of the XR20, and I applaud all of the durability and long-term support that it represents. I just don't think it's very appealing as a primary smartphone for very many people in its current form factor and implementation. So sorry, HMD, take this as constructive criticism, please, but ping me when you have an XR20 Mini, eh?